0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson.
1: And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Greg. Brian, what's going on, man?
0: Oh, nothing much. Getting ready for turkey day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody's sitting back, and I think all of the uh, diets are going out of the window this week. (laughs) <laughs> I, re- I really believe that But you know what I'm excited about tonight's show This is our first time Doing it at six And there was a reason We had to do it at six I tell you what Our special guest tonight is, uh, is a mighty woman of God And if anybody out there That are, that are listening if They can hear us They'll know They'll agree with me at the end <laughs>
0: I think they'll agree with you At the beginning <laughs> Yeah
1: Yes I think so too Tonight. You know, Brian, we're going to talk about forgiving. Can you forgive? Mm-hmm. You know, just like our last show just on, um, what was it, Monday? Yes. Our last show we were dealing with, uh, we had a young lady that called in and said her daughter was molested by her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, this kid is uh, 14 years old at the time. Do you think as a 14-year-old or as a child, do they know anything about forgiveness? And you know that they're going to be hurting. They're going to take that into their adulthood if they don't have counseling. And even some of them, when they have counseling, they don't know how to deal with it. But the thing is, there's a powerful tool that we don't know anything about. And that powerful tool is forgiveness. Forgiveness. And Brian, I'm sure you've dealt with people that have dealt with a lot of issues and gone through a lot of pain and and gone through a lot of suffering. And they're killing themselves because they don't understand that tool that we have called forgiveness.
0: Yes, you know, um, in the various walks of life that I've been in and traveled and talked to people, you know, one thing that remains clear is that a lot of people, not only do they not know, uh, understand how to forgive, mm-hmm. most of them are so bitter they don't want to forgive. Yeah. So they want to get even They want to make people They want that person that made them feel hurt or pain To feel the exact same pain For yeah. the exact same hurt And you know it's like How do you begin to tell somebody To forgive someone that they want to see Suffer like they've suffered
2: Yes
0: yeah. Yes yeah. And you know, Brian, those long nights of not being able to sleep and
1: waking up and and you know if a woman has been raped as a you know as a molested as a child they're gonna they're gonna see that again in their mind when they come to another man or when they're uh, getting married and you know that thing may may come back up and and they're dealing with that, and it's such a hard thing to deal with and if you you know I guess if you've never gone through something like that, there's just no way that you can understand it, but When Jesus was being crucified, he forgave. He prayed for the people, and he begged God to forgive them for what they were doing. And the same thing with us. People don't know. They they think they know what they're doing, but they don't know who they're doing it to, and they don't know who we are. So it it's It's one of those things Brian that it's gonna take a lot of time it's gonna we're gonna to have to study the Bible and we're gonna to have to really know what it is to forgive
0: yes you know it's it's amazing how there's so many people when you meet them and you you know and you initially have a conversation with them that they'll come out and reveal their pain in their voice, yes, or they'll reveal their suffering in their in their conversation you know there's been plenty of people. When I start, you know, I'm talking to somebody and I'll tell them, hey, you know, I have a radio show and this is what we talk about, immediately they'll begin to open themselves up and start to discuss, you know, some of the personal things that they've gone through. And they're like, wow, this is what you you do on your show? Well, this is what I've gone through. This is what I've been through. And so people are ready and willing to open up. But when you start to tell them that you need to forgive that person who – you know, beat you or forgive that person who cheated you or forgive that person who infected you, you know, or forgive that person who molested you or your child, you know, or, you know, your family member. When you start talking about forgiveness, you know, it's almost like they shut down. They don't want to talk anymore. That's true.
1: That's so true. But, Brian, you know what?
0: I want to bring on our special guest. Yes. She
1: knows a little something about being able to forgive and being in situations where she had to forgive. And, Brian, she's not going to tell us what she heard somebody else say. She's going to tell us what she knows from experience. Our special guest tonight is Johanna Hewler. Johanna, are you there?
2: Yes, Greg, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Thank you for coming on. We had so many people the last time we had you scheduled, and it wasn't your fault that uh, that you weren't on, but we had a lot of people coming on. Where's Johanna? Where's Johanna? I said, I promise you she's coming on. You'll get a chance to hear her. And I was receiving emails, when are you going to have Johanna on? I was like, well, Brian, I don't think they like just you and I talking. I guess they wanted to hear Johanna. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) But, Johanna, I wanted to start off and ask you a question. How can one come to understanding uh, how to forgive? And like we said, uh, there's a lot of people out there that have been raped and they're dealing with the issue. A lot of kids have been molested and they're dealing with the issue now. How can they forgive?
2: You know, the first thing that, Someone has to understand is that forgiveness is not a favor that you are doing necessarily for the person that hurt you. Forgiveness is first of all for yourself because once you you know once you choose not to forgive and you hold on to to all this pain and you know anger and you know, all these emotions that are going on within you, it is only hurting yourself because the other person that hurt you isn't affected by it. You know, it doesn't affect them. And you know, mostly I found out from my own experience they could care less if you, you know, forgive them or not.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's talk about, you know, one of the one of the reasons you should forgive somebody. Why? You know, other than, you know, To forgive them for yourself. But why should you have to forgive someone who did something so mean or heinous or evil or ugly to you?
2: Why? That is a very good question. (laughs) I I mean, the first reason, I mean, we have to forgive in order to be forgiven. Yes. And, um, I mean, this goes way back into the Bible. I mean, God even tells us there, you know, if we forgive... Um, the trespasses of, you know, the other person, our Heavenly Father will forgive us. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive.
1: Yes. Yeah. Johanna, we see on television all the time where someone, uh, someone's family member was killed uh, in a bank robbery or a stick-up, and it was just, you know, one of those senseless things where this person, all they had to do was get a job, but yet they killed a family member Uh, out of selfishness, and uh, this family is left trying to put the pieces back together. And when I say a family, you may have a husband and a wife with children, and that father is gone or that that wife was murdered by a drunk driver, and and you see this person is just eating you up. It is very hard to get someone to say, okay, I know my children are hurting. I'm hurting. My, My loved one is not with me. And this idiot that's sitting over here that did what they did to my family that's, you know, that I'm now suffering, trying to do everything I can, but I can't keep my family together. I mean, what would you say to someone that's going through something like that?
2: You know, I think in a situation like that, you truly um, have to be, first of all, careful because people, they do go through all different kinds of emotions, as you already have, you know, mentioned. Yes. But the thing that I try to make people understand, or even in a situation like that, what I would try to make, like, the mother of a family understand is in order to keep the family together, um, it will be necessary to find forgiveness in their heart. Because after a while, all this anger will destroy the family. Yes, it will. It will kill and it will destroy. Mm. And, um... So this is something that, that I would try to, to, you know, bring close to those people that would have experienced something like that. Yes,
0: yes, yes. yes. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And we have with us Johanna Hewler. If you have a question or a comment for her or myself or Greg, you can reach us at 718-508-9600. That's 718 718- Five zero eight nine six zero zero. You know, I was thinking about um, I was reading in the news the other day where there's a former Alabama running back, Sharon Stacy, and he was involved in a tragic accident where, you know, his wife was killed and, you know, his five of his six children were killed. He was in intensive care, and it was because someone had run a red light and run into his car. You know, now he's in intensive care. He has a daughter that's still alive. That's in intensive care, from the last that I read. How do you begin to forgive in that type of situation? Wow.
2: Well, you know, I just heard about that actually today, and um, believe it or not, it has been going through my mind like what my you know he goes through right now. All you know these thoughts and everything else and i think first of all probably you know someone or or he in this case would have to get over over the shock because he he is definitely in shock right now i mean i can only imagine you know you you losing your whole family in in just a minute right and you know after after the shock i mean i think you know not only not only do um, the physical wounds have to heal, the inner wounds have to heal. And and this is where, you know, forgiveness comes in and where the important process comes in. And I guess this is just a part of coming to, you know, the realization that, you know, I don't want to be only healed on the outside, but I want to be healed, you know, in in my soul as well, in my spirit.
1: Yes. Well, you know, Johanna, I was just sitting here thinking about, Mr. Stacy, Saran Stacy, the person that Brian was just talking about, you guys were just talking about, and I was just wondering, what in the world is he thinking? You know, when the doctors tell him that he lost his family, I, I think from the shock you said that, that the person, it is, it is a, my goodness, what a blow, it is a shock, you know, and. And all of us, I think all of us go through this at some point, we want to question God and say, God, where were you and why did you allow something like this to happen to me? And, and we turn the television on and we see this happening all over the world. None of us are immune from this. But when something like this happens, are you saying that we should have a relationship with God? Uh, you know, when we have that relationship with him, the blow is bad, but it's not as bad. Would you do you think that's probably a good um, statement?
2: Um, I would, you know, I would say so. And I think it's it's um, very important to have this relationship with God, and especially in situations like that. I mean, we do question God because I know that I have questioned God many times. Why, you know, did certain things happen to me in my childhood, in my past? But um, sometimes, you know, just just being being there and just questioning and just saying over and over, why, 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 doesn't help. It just gets us to a standstill. And instead of asking why, 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 you know, just, just asking God, okay, how? How can I get over this?
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: You know, change change the question, change it from why to how. And um, that is something that, you know, I had to learn for myself. So, and um, this is something that, you know, I pray and I hope that, you know, he will get to, you know, this point where he can say, how can I get over this and just invite God in to be the guide to help him through the
0: situation, yes, 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 you know, and the 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 thing that's so intriguing about his situation is that you see it happen so often, and most people will see it, and by next week they it won't even be on their mind, but yet he has to forgive, he has to get he has to relive this thing over and over. And then be, to have to be able to forgive somebody, you know where do you where, do, where would you be able to draw that type of strength from?
2: Now, I can only say where I drew my strength from, and that was just from God. I mean that was something only he could do because I myself, I mean I would not be able, <laughs> would not been able to to put up the strength to do that. I mean, I had to begin with making the choice to forgive. But then even when I just made the choice, it wasn't there right away. I had to draw off God's strength. Mm. I had to come to him and say, Father, help me because this is something I cannot do on my own.
0: Mm. And I
2: said, you know, God, you know your child and I cannot do this by myself because if I, if I even try, it will be a hopeless task.
1: Yes. Yeah. You know what? We see so many people and we sit back and we watch them. We look at some of our friends, and, and some of our friends go through, it seems like, the worst things. And then we have other friends that are complaining that's really not going through anything. And you would think, you know, you, you want to tell that person that's doing all the complaining, you know, you, your life can be worse. But they don't hear that. But then when you're trying to console the other person that's going through, you're trying to give them words of encouragement it's it's almost like where can I find the right words or what, How can I say something to lift this person? Because the things that they're going through, I, it just I don't think that I can go through it. And Brian and I, we talk with so many people on this show. We talk, you know, the Lord has blessed us to talk with so many people. We get so many emails and, and guests that come on that are dealing with being molested and raped. It is. It is. I mean, it is unreal. And since we start doing this show, Brian can tell you just about every woman that we come in contact with have dealt with rape at some point or molestation at some point. And these women, a lot of them, they haven't f- forgiven the person that did it, and they don't. They don't really know how. And, you know, I. I, I want to say this. I think that. Once you have that relationship with God, a lot of things that wasn't clear will become clear because you're spending and you're seeking you're spending so much time with Him and you're seeking Him. a lot of the answers before we ask the question he'll give us that. He'll give us that comfort zone and he'll place us there, and he'll give us that peace that we can't understand how in the world can we go through this and make it and through the things that have gone on in your life, Johanna. I'm sure God did the same for you, and He brought you through it, so you could tell somebody else that, you know what, I've gone through that. This is what I, this is how the Lord did for me. And he'll do the same thing for you.
2: You know, you are so right because, you know, something that just stuck out to me what you were saying is that, you know, how how some people complain over the, you know, smallest things where there's actually nothing really to complain about. And I have felt like that many times in my life, I mean, especially in my childhood, because I was a kid that was not accepted by her family. I heard the words, I hate you from my own mother over and over again, wishing that I was dead. I've been abused by my stepfather, I mean, beaten up over and over again in and out of hospitals. I've been sexually abused by him and, you know, just rejected by my entire family. And then I was there as a teenager hearing other kids complain about their curfew at night uh, in the evening when they have to be home, and this is just the most tragic thing, and, you know, even when I grew up, you know, and, and came into adulthood and I just heard people complain about, about small things, it always was really something very touchy to me and something that was quite annoying at times. And, um, you know, just just being, being in God's presence, knowing that he understands and he knows has helped me a lot. And then along the line, when I started seeking him, and and you know just started seeking healing from from all these wounds from the past. You know he opened up really a completely new door, and he allowed me to meet people that also have been through you know maybe not you know exactly the same, but similar things as I have. And it has helped me a lot to know that the person that was listening to me could really relate and understand because. As for me, when I have tried to just, um, you know, uh, go to to people and and try to find someone that can listen to me, and I I have gotten often, you know, the words, oh, I understand, I understand, but they didn't understand because they haven't been through it. Right. So God had, you know, opened the door for me to meet people that have been through the same things. And it has, help, you know, it has helped me a lot to know I can talk to someone that really understands, hmm. that really has been there and can give advice out of own experience. And through that, believe it or not, I have also found my way to forgiveness. It was, it was not the main reason, but it was something that played a major role in it.
0: Hmm. So you're saying that for you it became a process of healing first and then forgiveness?
2: Um, I would say the healing process started first, but in order to continue on in the healing process to, to being completely healed, I had to forgive because once the healing process started, I came to a point where something had to change in order to be completely healed and free. And this change was forgiveness.
0: My, 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 I like that. Something had to change before you can completely heal uh, forgive. And what do you think that change was? What, what, what was that change for you?
2: Well, that change for me was to just realize that holding on to all the pain and You know, not forgiving and just being bitter about things um, was just a realization of the fact that this is just keeping me from leading my life the way I'm supposed to, you know, lead it. It, it, That it is keeping me from being happy. That it is robbing me of my present and then of my future. And also I ha- I came to realize that holding on to it and not forgiving was just giving the people that hurt you even more power mm. over you. Mm. Power that they don't didn't even really realize they had. And I refused to just let them continue to have some kind of effect in my life. Yeah so that that was just what got me to the point, because I wanted to be completely healed, I wanted to be completely freed from these demons of my past, you know, so to speak,
1: yeah, so at some point you had to believe that you could be healed,
2: yes, yes, yeah. yes, and I knew that because this was something you know to be plain and simple something you cannot do on your own once again, that you need God for, that you need his love for, first of all, in your heart, his peace. And he made me realize that I can be completely healed and I can be happy through forgiveness.
1: Mm. But, Johanna, what about the people out there that are saying, you know, I've I've, I've prayed, I've done this, but God... Is slow to move. He's not taking care of my situation. I'm still hurting. Where is he when I need him the most? I'm, I'm in pain right now. I want this thing to stop right now.
2: You know, the thing that we have to understand is God is always on the move. He is always talking to us. He is always moving. He is always acting and reacting to our prayers, to what we say to him. But we also have to be willing to hear what he has to say, even the things that we maybe don't like. and secondly, it is also a choice. It is a choice that we have to make. We have to choose. Mm. And um this is something that that I would say to the people listening right now that you know have these questions or that are wondering why God is you know not moving in their life. Because he does, but are you willing to accept the move? Mm. That, mm. That's just the question that, that you have to ask yourself. And are you willing to choose forgiveness? Are you willing to choose to let go in spite of what, you know, has been done to you, in spite of being raped, in spite of a loved one being killed, in spite of reject, rejection? Are you choosing to forgive? Are you choosing to let go? That is a question we have to ask ourselves. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm I'm almost speechless to that one. <laughs> you know, the one thing that you said that was just that just stuck out. I know it stuck out to Greg because it stuck out to me too when you said it was choice, having to choose. You know, the Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Yes. You know, and, you know, that's something that Greg and I, when we go around and we talk to people and we, you know, we do our seminars and our guest appearances and stuff like that, we talk to them about choices, you know. um, Sometimes the choice that you have to make is to forgive. You know that sometimes that becomes a very difficult choice, you know, and even you know even when you're dealing with people that you love and you have to choose to you know maybe choose to not deal with them or choose to not have conversation with them because of a situation, you know that thing that choice thing is woo <laughs> you yeah, know but because. when it when it comes down to forgiveness. You know, when you talk about choosing to forgive, how can, I, how can I word this? What's the difference between just choosing to forgive somebody for something they, they've done and choosing to, well, how can I, I don't want to say it like that. Why do you think it's important for us to make the choice
2: Okay, um, see, first of all, when you choose to forgive, you choose to live, which means you choose to live in the present and the future that is ahead of you instead of, of the past. So this is why you should choose to forgive, because you cannot live in the past, because you know, depression and everything will overtake you and overwhelm you. It will, but choosing to forgive is choosing to live. Mm, mm, mm.
0: Yeah, that you know what? I'm about to shout. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sitting here. I'm just kicking <laughs> my heels because I'm thinking, wow. Yeah, choosing to forgive is just like choosing to live,
1: and that's so true because mm. everybody wants the pain to stop now. And I really do uh, believe that a lot of it has to do with what do we believe. What do you believe? Do you believe it will stop? Do you believe that you'll have another chance at life? Because I was just just reading a book about a lady that was in a uh, bad relationship, a bad marriage, and there was a lot of domestic violence going on, and she never thought that she could ever... Be loved. The man just did everything to her, cut her. I just beat. her. I mean, this was going on for years, and she she was without a man for maybe five or six years. And she didn't date anybody. She didn't do anything. And then, uh, just when she thought that she would never have anybody, her Adam showed up, huh. and it was just a beautiful thing to 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 see her. You know, have this life. And she said she never thought that she could have life like this. She knew that she would have a husband. She knew that it would get better. But what she was saying was, when God does something for you, he'll do it more than how you've asked him to do it. And that was a beautiful thing, and I'm sure that's what happened in your case. When you wanted the pain to stop with you, I'm sure that God placed you in a position to say, you know what, I'm going to give you double for the things that you've gone through in your life. Maybe, maybe you're not at that point yet, but I guarantee, I guarantee you it's coming because of what you're doing now. You're not closed in. You're not keeping this to yourself. You're, you're coming on the radio. You're, you're doing things in the church. You're doing a lot of things to help a lot of people that are hurting and suffering. and that is, that's, that's a wonderful and beautiful thing. Uh, I was just talking with Brian about Oprah. Uh-huh. You know, we know that life life will do one of two things, too. It. It'll make us bitter or it'll make us better. And it made Oprah better. It was, a, it was a bad situation. It was a bad thing that happened to her, and it was a bad thing that happened to you. But sometimes when, when things, our worst situation is a solution to somebody else. And, and, and I do believe that you're strong enough to go out there and present it like you're doing right now. And I guarantee you it's helping a lot of people. Even though you may not get the results from this show, we may we may never know, but the word is going to do what it's supposed to do. Well, do you do you believe that?
2: Amen. You know this is this is just really so so true. And just to give a small example of how God will bless you and you know just give back to you more than you can imagine is this little example for myself. You know. When I came to a point where I accepted the fact that I don't have a relationship with my mother, that, you know, she didn't accept me as her child even though she gave birth to me. There was no, um, you know, mother daughter relationship. There was no love ge- going on between the two of us. There was no relationship. And I have tried for years to build. Some kind of relationship, and even though the older I became, the more it 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 affected me. And I, you know, you would think the more you know, older you become, the less maybe it affects you that you don't have this motherly affection. But this was not the case with me, and I had to come to the point where I said, Lord, you know what? I don't understand why, but I accept it. You know why there is no relationship between me and my mother? You know. But you know what? I accept it because there's I, I, nothing else I can do. I tried everything I could, but it's in your hands now. But you know what? In the same time, in the same moment, I said, Lord, but you created me, and you created us human beings with the need of, of love and affection from others. That's just the way the Father has designed us. And I said, Lord, I will trust you that you will take care of me and of my needs. And don't you know, after I chose whether to accept the fact, you know, about the relationship with me and my mother or non-existing relationship, and I chose to forgive her, you know, God blessed me with a whole new family that I was adopted into, Mm. a loving mother who's not only... My mother now, but who is also my spiritual mentor. A grandmother, a brother, a sister, uncles, aunts, I mean everything. He blessed me with a whole new family. But it took for me to accept and once again to forgive in order to receive the happiness and the blessings. Mm. Yeah. yes,
0: yeah. awesome, awesome. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have on with us Johanna Fuller. And if you want to call in and talk to her or ask any questions or comments, the call number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. And tonight we're talking about forgiveness. And can you forgive? You know, a lot of times we'll take little small things and you know and they get up and get upset about it and you know we're mad and we're ready to you know blow up on people and when we hold on to them for a long long time it gets harder to forgive that person do you think you know going right back and saying hey um I'm sorry what I did and I forgive you for what you did right when it happens or right when it's still fresh do you think that helps to speed up the healing process?
2: You know, first of all, the longer we hold on to things, the more it is eating up from the inside. You know what I mean? The longer you hold on, the bitter you become. But I probably, you know, I'm probably repeating myself right now at this point, but this is, once again, where choice comes in. Do you want to continue to stay bitter? You know, it's it's just a releasing. And, you know, one thing as well, forgiving doesn't necessarily mean you have to forget. Because sometimes it's good to remember, sometimes, in, in the way that, you know, it just makes you a stronger person and it helps you to go on. But it does mean to release and go on. Release of this bitterness you know so this is this is um something i guess when it comes to to forgiveness it all leads back to making that choice
1: yes i, I thank you so much for saying that I, I really do believe that you when you know when you make that choice i'm pretty sure when you make you decide to make that choice that you believe in the choice that you're going to make and somewhere along the line, faith has a lot to do with this. We can't see what's going to happen in the future, but we're believing that it's going to get better. And just like you said, choosing to forgive is choosing to live. And, and live, you're talking about um, future. You're talking about something, you know, things are going to get better. And I know that the situation between you and your mom, at some point, who knows what's going to happen. You know, you guys may never speak. I I don't want to say that, but I I, I truly believe that God is is, is working and he's doing his thing. You know, and uh, when, when I, I want to ask you this, how long has it been since you've seen your mom?
2: Okay, I've seen her the last time five years ago. Five years ago. Yes, that was the last time I've seen her. And that was only for like maybe two minutes. And Mm -hmm. before that, it's been already three years.
1: Yes, yes. And you've already placed this entire situation in God's hand because you're at the point where there's nothing else that you can do.
2: Oh, yes. I mean, because I tried. I tried. And we come to a point sometimes where there is nothing else we can do. We reach out, you know, we extend the hand and and just be there, but if the person doesn't want to receive and accept, then, you know, you can just only leave it in God's hands and pray that, you know, this person will come to an understanding one day and also accept God in their life because that will make all the change.
1: Yes, and you know what, Johanna, a lot of times we we hear people say, place it in God's hand and leave it there. It's not that simple. It's not that easy. You know, when the very first time that you try, well, I'm just going to place this situation that I'm worried about. I'm going to place it in God's hand, and and, and and let's see what he does. You know, we'll try him on a trial basis, but we won't stay with him. It's, it's when we make up our minds to stay with him and allow him to do his thing, and we place it in his hand, and we leave it there, and we don't tamper with it again. And we just leave it there knowing that he has all power. And it seems like that's when things start moving, and that's when things start, you know. God, it's just like He's activated at that point. And like you were saying, when you know, when you when you placed this thing in His hand, you met another family that just took you in and loved you as if you were their own.
2: Yes, and you know, when it comes to leaving things in God's hand, something <laughs> that was. Um, Brought to my attention one day very very simply and very easy is um, I was put to the task to imagine that I throw something in the garbage, something that I don't even want, you know, something rotten, something stinky, (laughs) and throw it in the garbage. But then yet after a while, I want it back, and I go and and just, you know, start searching and looking through the garbage to find this very ugly, stinking, rotten, rotten thing, you know, to take it back. And and that was something that was just said to me and just like that, and that got me thinking, you know, that really got me thinking, yes, how many times, you know, do I go back to God and take the things back that he actually already, you know, released me from, but I choose to take the old garbage back. And, you know, the thing is when once you realize that, you know, wait a minute, here I have taken it back again, You know, you don't have to hold on to it. You can give it back to God. And this is something that, you know, many Christians, you know, struggle with, and even I do at times. But once I realized, wait a minute, this is something I already gave to God, but yet here I'm holding it again in my hands, you know, I I release it again, and I give it back to God. That's why his, you know, grace is sufficient, and we can give back to him once again, and, and he is willing to take it again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Johann, I was reading. Um, Greg knows. When, usually, when I get really quiet, I'm reading. <laughs> yeah. I was reading it, um, you know, because I wanted to find some scriptures on forgiveness. And one that stands out, and I've been reading them for a while here, but one that just stood out for me is Mark eleven twenty six. It says, "But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses." So, you know, with that, I know that the Lord has things happen to us and, you know, things happen to us for a reason. You know, not that we may go out and say, oh, Lord, this happened to me, bless me, but so that our experiences can bless other people. Now, do you believe that the Lord allowed the situations in your life to happen so that you could come to a level of forgiveness in order to help and assist others with their walk in forgiveness?
2: Oh, most definitely. I mean, everything that I have been through in my life is to be there and help someone else because I refuse to let these things from the past, you know, to control me now, or also I refuse to let it be in vain that, you know, let it be just something that happened, something that hurt me. I don't want to give the enemy this power, so that's why I want to turn everything around and use it for God, use it for good, and use it to be, you know, this example or this help or this listening ear to someone else because I know this is part of my mission this is part of my ministry and this is the reason of everything and and you know for everything why everything has happened in my life
1: you know uh Johanna when 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 things were going bad for you did you did you ever fight with with accepting the situation did you did you fight with uh lord why me type of thing
2: oh yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if someone had, would have had a tape recorder at that time, all you would have heard was, why, 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 why? <laughs> right, right. And, um, I mean, I was struggling with that a long time, even after I accepted Christ. Even after that. I mean, not not only before, um, you know, my repentance came and took place, because it was something that I took with me even years after Already being safe and being a Christian, I kept asking Lord why, why are things the way they are, why did this you know did these things happen to me? but in the meantime, while I was you know asking over and over again, Lord, why I kept you know just running in circles, I kept running in circles and didn't get anywhere until I had to. Um, change my question to, okay, it happened, but like I mentioned before, how can I get through it? How can I get over it? And what do you want me to do with it now? Mm. Mm. So that's that's something that I had to come to realize and, you know, just <laughs> reword my words and questions to God. And once I did that, having a faith, and, and, you know, the knowledge that, uh, whether it's the faith and believing that God will answer, you know, he did. And and he led me into a completely different area and brought me to a completely different level of understanding of things and and just a completely different level of living. Mm. Mm,
0: mm, mm. God is awesome.
2: <laughs> yes, he is. He is awesome. My God.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I'm reading here again in, in the book of Psalms. And the thing about the word is that, you know, I'm going to read this first. It says, blessed, Psalm 32, 1 says, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And uh, again in Psalms 85, 2, it says, thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. You know, the thing that Jesus did when he came down, See, most time, most of the times, especially in the Old Testament, people would ask God for forgiveness. They would not ask each other to forgive me. You know, they would ask God for forgiveness because he was the only one who could forgive you of your sin. When Jesus came, he passed that power over to us. And that's why, you know, initially when he, when he asked the man that was... Uh, when they, when they had the man that uh, was sick of the palsy, and he told the man, you know, would you rather me say thy sins are forgiven or pick up thy bed and walk? You know, because they were debating, well, how can you heal him? You, you know, you're not God, how can you heal? And the thing that, that Jesus was trying to show them is that they had the same power. You know, because he had given them that power. That was his reason for coming, to transfer. It was like a transfer of power. I'm giving you the power to do everything that I do and more. Yes. You know, so I said all that to ask this question. Why, do, why don't we exercise our God-given faith?
2: You well, know. well, not
0: our God-given faith. Why don't we exercise what God has given us? Why don't we just go out and say, okay, you know, there, it's done. Because God gave me the power to do this, how? Why do we struggle so much with that?
2: I think often um, the reason for that is that people just simply don't understand the authority or power that is given unto them, or simply don't know. Because a lot of people, um, they they just don't really look further into the fact what. Jesus actually has done for us because, as you mentioned, he died for us. He opened up this new door. You know, he is now the source of our forgiveness that we can receive. But with that came so much more, this this power. And people just simply often don't understand. They don't understand or, or see or know. And um, this is something where, you know, we also have to step in and let them know, listen, you have the power. You just got to grab it. Mm. It's there. It's available to you. But you have to reach out your hand. You have to grab it.
0: Mm. You know, I mean, even with that, it, you know, nowadays, we have the word at our fingertips. I mean, it's it's a click away. It's a flip of a page away, it's an email away, it's a phone call away, it's, we have so much access to the Word, and yet it seems like people still struggle so much to, you know, it seems like the more the access is there for the Word and the more the Word is available, the less that people know. You
2: know, it's, it's been. It's sad, and it's because there is so much else out there that consumes us today. You know what I mean in today's time? Mm-hmm. There is so much else where we rather um, go to or look at than the Word of God. I mean, we have, you know, cities all over the country where there are almost churches on every corner, but people rather go to this club that is in between than to step in the church, and and grasp what is available unto them. It's just so much that consumes us today. And, you know, this is nothing but a part of the enemy's plan, you know, trying to get people away from what is available to us, trying to blindside them, trying to redirect them. But um, this is also where we have to step up and say, okay, you know what? Even though all this is out there where I can have, you know, more fun than than in the church or in the Word of God, there are more interesting novels or books out there that I can read than the Word of God, we have to make the choice to read it, to go to church and, and just find out more about the power of God.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, and I understand what you're saying, but to me, it seems that it's because we don't know the Word that we don't study it, it's almost like a catch twenty two you know we don't study the word because we don't know the word, we don't know the word because we don't study the word <laughs> because once you start knowing the word, you're studying it once you know what that what that word can do for you and how it unlocks the power that you have inside of you, you want to know a little bit more. It's almost like you stick your hand in a cookie jar and you find a cookie, and then you shake the jar and you and you hear some more rattling in there. You're going to put your hand back in there and see if there's another cookie, you know. And it seems to me that here it is, when we're talking about forgiveness, the answers are right there in the Word. You know, and I'm going to tell you, a lot of the questions that I asked you tonight were sort of like set-up questions. <laughs> you know, I knew the answers, but I wanted to hear what you had to say about it just to confirm what I already, you know, believed. You know, and one of the things you talked about that was just so profound was choice. You know, you kept drilling that. You said, I want to go back to that. And to me, it wasn't like you were going back to it. You were just solidifying your earlier statement. You know, because I don't think you went back. I, I, I know that you actually went forward with that statement. Yeah. You know, and I commend you because, you know, in your situation, the things that you went through were horrible. They were horrifying. I could not imagine having to go through something like that. And so for you to have the courage to, to just open up and talk about it, you know, with anybody and everybody and basically share your story and share your struggle and share your pain, you know, I commend you for that. And God is definitely going to give you a, a double portion of blessing for that because you've done probably in this, I would say in this, our show, more for the body of Christ than some people have done in their lifetime. You know, so we commend you. I know Greg is probably ready to shout now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's, that's what we're about on this show. We're about helping others be more, do more, and have more. And, you know, I know from a personal standpoint, just listening to you and some of the things that you said and some of the things that, you know, that you've had to relive to just talk about this. You know, I don't know if I would have had the strength to come out and say some of the things that you said. You know, so you've actually strengthened me.
2: Well, I mean, to God be the glory. (laughs) That's (laughs) all I can say, to God be the glory. And, you know, it would be just very selfish of me not to come out and share what God has done for me it would be very selfish because what he has done for me, I want him to do for someone else because I know he can.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. And that's why I want to be this instrument. That's why I want to be this tool in his hand to be used, to reach out and let someone know, you know what, it's there. It's there. And let me tell you why I can tell, you know, why I know because it happened to me. And, you know, you're right, some of the things, I mean, they were horrific. They were horrible. And, you know, I... I thank God that I have come to the point now through healing and through forgiveness where I can talk freely about it without, you know, being hurt all over again, without feeling any type of bitterness or pain. I talk freely about it, and I am, you know, I am happy. I'm glad I can say I'm talking about it happily because I know that someone out there is listening and it's helping someone. Yes,
1: Yes. it is. I tell you what, you're helping more. <laughs> you're helping more than you know. I tell you that. I tell you, a lot of people that's going to hear this show. I know we came on three hours early tonight. We usually come on at nine, but we came on at six. Uh, we did that for for a reason. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to catch it. Uh, if they're not live right now, they're they're going to catch it a little bit later. And that's probably why we probably haven't received as many phone calls because of that. But that's okay. They're still going to hear the word because I really do believe that. You've explained things in such great detail that there probably aren't much, many questions they would have, but if there are questions, they can always come back on and they can email us. Uh, our information is on, on, on our web page on front of the uh, blog Talk site, so they can definitely get in touch with us and we can uh, pass on your email and let them talk with you directly. That would be a wonderful thing. But what I wanted to ask you was about the people, the non-believers. That's something that we're dealing with right now, and it seems like it's such a fight uh, against the body of Christ. Because you know, when we go around and we're talking about what you're talking about—believing and, and healing and knowing what Christ can do—it's like we are being attacked for doing that. Yeah. When you start telling them about the goodness of of the Lord, it's almost as if the non-believers are will attack you. And say, well, what has he done for you? And when you start telling them or talking with them about the great things that he's done for you, well, that's for you. He won't do that for me. I've run into that. And it's almost, you know, it's almost like talking to a brick wall. But I do believe that God will give us a strategic plan when we encounter someone like this. And we have to be very, very careful on how we respond. We can't respond in our own thinking. I know that we'll lose them we have we have to be open and we have to uh, listen for Christ to give us the words that that we need to uh get across whatever it is that we need to get across for this person now sometimes we not we may not do it the very first time we talk with them. it may take three or four five more visits, but then again, you know Christ can speak through us and and just change things at the blink of an eye and what I want to ask you, Johanna, is you know when you when you come across women or little girls that have gone through the things that you've gone through and they're hurting, uh, what has been your biggest challenge when you, when you encounter someone that, that are, that's gone through this and they're in the valley and they're suffering? Uh, how did you deal with it?
2: I found out that sometimes there is really not much you can say because sometimes um, people are just, you know, don't want to hear you talk about God and they don't want to you say certain things and um that's where the part comes in where your actions speak some words sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what I have um found out what helps a lot is when I do share with, you know, um the woman that has been through rape or abuse my own experience just sharing with the person and just you know when when this woman looks at me how i am sitting there now talking you know freely about my own experience just sharing but then in, in the meantime also extending love to this person you know that that that's sometimes more than than trying to to give a whole speech you know you gotta forgive and if not then this and this and that that sometimes speaks more, you know, than, than everything else. I have found that out and you know, just just being being there and sharing and extending and you know, being that living example and testimony through my actions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, I'm I'm reading again and I see it says blessed. Oh, I'm sorry, For, uh, Romans 4, 7 says Saying blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven And whose sins are covered And I know that's a little bit like the, the, the one in Psalms But it gave me com- more confirmation Because it came from the New Testament And, you know, we know the New Testament Is just a confirmation of the Old Testament So I went from the Old and to back to the New but the thing that That hit me the most When I was reading it It says There is forgiveness With thee That thou mayest be feared And that's Psalms 130 And so I want to close By saying Thank you Johanna For coming on with us And sharing with us And blessing us With your words With your wisdom That we know came from God Yeah And we want you to right now Give out your information You know so that Someone wanted to contact you For speaking engagements or to just minister with you or you know give us your information
2: okay um first of all i just want to thank you real quick for having me once again and giving me the opportunity and you can reach me at um, myspace.com god be the glory that's the link to my myspace where i can be reached and then and also reach me under the following email address, anointed__woman05 at yahoo.com. And um, feel free to contact me either way. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And, you know, I guarantee you, you will get a response from me.
0: All right, all right. Well, we thank you again for coming on. Um, we're definitely going to... Put this out where everybody can hear it and we'll email blast it and blog it and everything else. I want to close by saying you have the power to forgive. You have the power to forgive. You have the power to forgive. You power to forgive. That being said, you've been listening to the Abundance Solutions Hour. We thank you for listening. Please join us again on Monday. Until then, have a happy Thanksgiving and God bless.